coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio in Woodstock, Georgia. This is Fearless Formula with Sharon Klein. Welcome to Fearless Formula on Business Radio X, where we talk about the ups and downs of the business world and offer words of wisdom for business success. And I am your host, Sharon Klein. Today on the show, we have a life insurance advisor, but also he had worked at the Providence Group. He is the author of a book called Lessons Learned, a William Briggs Adventure. He's from Ballground, Georgia. Welcome to the show, Daryl McNeil. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I love that you're from Ballground. Oh, yeah. It's a neat, very neat place to be from. It is. Cherokee County, of course. But I I think it's just the, the cutest town. And so many really wonderful things are happening, not the least of which an author. Hmm. You just had your first book signing, which was at the Barrel House Coffee Company in Ballground, which is a wonderful place to get coffee and wonderful people who run it. Oh, yeah. Great people, Katie and uh, Ryan Turnage, good friends, uh, good place. Tim, who's the barista there, and um, I mean, just fantastic. Yeah, Katie was on the show at one point. It was just really fun to talk to her um, about how they got started. So I love that there are so many intersecting lives and businesses that can all kind of help each other. Yeah, but they, they're great, and I was uh, honored to be able to be at their, their place. Well, let's talk a little bit about your book. Um, it's a young adult book. It is. And it's a series, correct? Uh, yes, planned to be a series. Planned to be a sure. series. Okay, so let's talk about the kind of the backstory behind your book. I know that you have um, some of your favorite authors, John Grisham, a mm-hmm. couple other ones that have always been kind of in your background. And you've always thought maybe you'd write a book, but you didn't know when. But now that you're kind of older, like you have grandkids – there was like an inspiration you had to write a book. Do you want to talk about that? Sure, absolutely. Um, I had always wanted to write a book. My mother it was a career educator and retired, and she had always talked about it. I'd heard about it. Um, went through certainly life's corporate world. and, um, and, and Like just, most of us. Yeah, right? just yeah. kind of thought about it. Um, you never have time when you're in the corporate world or no, you think. Retired, taught school at Reinhardt for a little while, about a year and a half, and and um, just kept it kept coming up. And uh, so, about um, I don't know, it was probably about three to four years ago when Hurricane Michael hit the coast in Panama City. Uh, we have a little home there, and uh, the realtor that helped us get the home was collecting uh, supplies for the victims of Hurricane Michael, and. Um, I was um, listening to my wife talk about with her about that. My grandson was listening at the same time, and as we were uh, pushing the streets of Ballground with my golden doodle Charlie and and uh, him, we um, he asked me, "Could we stop and pray for the children of Hurricane Michael?" Oh my! And uh, so I was like, "Man, um, I think I've got the world that I wanted to create." So. I met a guy not long ago. Um, he does some work with my son-in-law, Josh Bagby, uh, Pete Sharoka, and um, Serdoski, I'm sorry. And um, he um, he said uh, something about him publishing a book. I asked. I told him I'd always wanted to do it. He said, well, I can help you with that part if you have the world in your mind. And I said, I do. And it was the lessons that you impart um, at this stage of my life to – Folks such as your grandkids, and it's the things that you know came came about, and it's basically about where do you get your truth? 
And uh, wow. Mm-hmm. So um, we started on it, and um, it's it's a fun adventure um, to do the book process, and then um, the storyline um, is mirrored that in that there were lessons I wanted to impart, and uh, part of those lessons came as the book unfolds. I refer back to scripture that is important to me in my life and has been uh, something that it, that's the constant in life that you, if you're a person of faith, you're going to go back to your faith and you're going to find the scripture that supports that situation and how to how to deal with it. So when you were looking at the story and it was unfolding for you, did you already have the beginning, middle, end, and then you started writing, or did you write, start to write, and then it kind of unfolded as you went? Um, yeah, um, I had the I had the world from a broader perspective, and so um, it was more like uh, you faced face issues in life uh, with relationships, with being away from home, with being lonely. Uh, conflict new newness of things and i had kind of the broad but the details came in the doing and so briggs uh, my grandson and i um take uh, taekwondo together he talked me into that and uh, so I, I a lot of the book has that element in it and uh, i had to research that and then, uh, so the details came as we went along, and it kind of moves on its own. Got you. I found it so interesting in the description that it's um, obviously like you're talking about um, very important life lessons that this character William learns as he's as he goes through his adventures. But that you um, had South Korea as part of um, the story, which made me wonder if you've been to South Korea. I have not, and where that came from was the Taekwondo, and so it originates in South Korea, and you do a little research about that, and um, and and then the culture of South Korea. Yeah, it's like you had to learn, and about so that. I learned a little bit about that, and um, just wanted to give a flair for it. I don't, I'm not sure how many people in ball ground know about South Korea. I so. know. I was like, what? Because so. the book is set in ball ground, which is so cute too. You mm-hmm. know, shout out to ball ground. But just imagining, you know, the whole entire world out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I hadn't really considered a book that would sort of focus from, you know, ball ground to, to South Korea. So I thought it was really creative and interesting. And and the adventure, um, part of, you know, tying the adventure into it. So uh, William takes a mission trip to South Korea He's excited about it because of Taekwondo. They're um, there to build a facility to um, to share Christ and to hopefully save lives, and they do. And uh, so, but along the way, he learns the culture of South Korea and friends. And uh, so that was the mission, and uh, other things come into play. So he kind of tried to tie it all together. So were there things that you learned when you were writing that kind of surprised you? You know, to be an author, as a new author, were there things that you learned that you're like, I had no idea about my personality or the things that I wanted or liked? Um, or were there things that you wish you could have told yourself in the beginning as you as you progressed? Yeah, I think the, um, a couple of things is just um, how to try to stay on point with the story of the lessons learned and add dynamics to the story and um, 
the relationship um, uh, that relationships that are in the book, and uh, whether it be friends, whether it be with family, and uh, so yeah, I think I think I was a little bit surprised where we ended up um, compared to where I was going with it. I think the overall theme of the book, where it was the lessons that I was trying to impart, um, the character. One of the characters in the book, which is William's grandfather, um, he tells some of these lessons that he's learned. So it's similar to, similar to what I try to do with my, my kids, my grandkids. It's so sweet because it's like you're you're writing this story, but it's a little like obviously it's a part of your soul that's in mm-hmm. this book. And then, you know, you get to leave that for, you know, your grandkids and your future grandkids and all of that. I mean, how special is that? Yeah, that's real special. And, um, you know, I do have it out there. Um, I don't know if they'll read it or not, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's certainly there. And it does, It uh, I guess it does tell a little bit of insight on how you think and feel. And um, at the end of the day of, you know, at the place I am in my life right now, to be able to share that journey in in a, in, in a simple book like that um, with what I think is important to know. And um, everyone has their own journey. You know, it's everyone has their own journey, and, and everyone has their own ministry if they're a, a person of faith. And so um, it's a lot of my life today is based on uh, when Jesus sent the 72 out in, in, in uh, Luke chapter 9 and 10 to – to go out there, and I think that's where I'm at, and so I'll, it kind of it kind of made sense for me. Absolutely, and I, I think what's fascinating too about all of all of your journey is that it's always been a dream of yours, and you just never knew the right time, the right motivation. But then everything kind of all came together at mm-hmm. the right time, and that always kind of fascinates me with in life that sometimes. You can't make something happen, but just the right scenario happens to unfold in front of you. Yeah, and the and the book itself, uh, not only the lessons, scriptural lessons learned that you can lean on, the truth, but it even made even more sense. I, I, I currently um, work uh, actively with FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and any. Net proceeds of any of these books will go to FCA. I saw that. It was so impressive mm-hmm. that you said that. Yeah, and uh, so I go out in the morning, and we do uh, huddles with the coaches and and uh, student students and student players, and um, it's the same type messaging that you talk about every day that you can put down in print, and um, it it just it just feels like it's where I'm supposed to be at this time and what I'm supposed to be doing. I do, I do, you know, help Josh and his business some. Yeah, uh, I saw that on your yeah. on your Facebook page. I think that's wonderful. You get to work together. I get to work with Josh, and then my son and his wife uh, have a regenerative farming ex uh, uh, outside of Athens and uh, Georgia, and uh, we. I go over and help them too, so I can be a farm boy on occasion. <laughs> so you, I believe you lived in Alabama at some point. Is that correct? That's correct. And then, and how long have you been here in Ballground? Then, well, we moved to Ballground from uh, Hickory Flat about nine years ago. Uh, we I bet were, it seemed quieter <laughs> than it, it does now. It's quiet, but it was real quiet at that time. <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Man, where did we move?" No, but. Um, <laughs> You know, my wife Sherry and I uh, were were looking to build a little 
uh, retirement type home in um, Florida and um, got the opportunity to do that by moving, you know, to a little bit smaller place and yeah. ball ground. And so it was kind of a strategy there. And then, um, but I grew, we both, my wife Sherry and I both grew up in um, Alabama and uh, I grew up in Decatur, Coleman area. And she grew up in Coleman, Alabama. And uh, work took me here 26 years ago, and um, I worked with a insurance company at that time uh, based out of Montgomery, Alabama, Alpha Insurance. Yep. And um, I was a um, ended up being a corporate marketing officer and retired there um, in 2021, February 1st of 2021. When you look at where you've come from and then where you are now, it does feel like when would you have ever had an opportunity to really become mm-hmm. a, because financial responsibilities. I mean, this is what stops people a lot from pursuing many of their dreams is that sort of, well, how am I going to support my family or how am I going to make this work? Um, so sometimes it is timing, of course, but did you ever think that you would really become an author? Like, what does that feel like for you? Well, um, I did. Um, I did feel like I would do it. It was just like you said, finding the time. And yeah. um, I'm pretty intentional when I get started. But um, I think I think more so than than not is the fact that I felt like the Lord was saying now's the time. And what uh, did it feel like that you that you felt that? Like, what did it feel like when you? It was it just like someone almost like tapping your shoulder, like always bringing it to to your mind. Yeah, it was sort sort of. I think um, the times that we live in are. Um, I think I think a wholesome book is needed. One that um, you know that was telling a message, and young people could have. Uh, there's a lot of distraction out there with uh, social media, which is great in a lot of ways, but it's also distracting. I deal with these younger folks, and um, I just felt it was good timing for that, but I felt a nudge to do it. And um, honestly, I don't know that there's ever – anybody ever has 100% time to do any of the things that they want to do. You just have to stop and say, I'm doing it. You just choose. You just yeah, make priorities. People do what they want to do. that's the bottom line (laughs) so coming up with the story and making it relevant to today i like that you're talking about how these themes apply in all kinds of different scenarios like when you're with your fca or right people and then also with just young children but what what would you say are some of the pervasive themes in the book like the main story is it sticking true to who you are is it um, I know that you have some listed on on um, your Amazon page for the book, which is just really great because it gives you kind of a nice synopsis of the story. But what would you say to to listeners um, are the main themes of the of the book? Well, you know, first it's a Christian adventure story, and uh, it fits a space that not a lot of a lot of books are in. And um, the second thing is, I think the overall if you if you get through the book. And you look back on it, you know, it's about the relationship that we have with our Heavenly Father, and we're not always wanting to listen. And, um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because I'm like, uh, what, do you know my story? Yeah, we're not. <laughs> the instructions are there. The mm-hmm. the love is there. The truth is there. But we don't always want to listen to it's it. It's so true. It's- and so at the end, um, the relationship that – he finds with his own father is the same as he finds with his heavenly father. The second thing I would say is they there's always going to be something you face, whether it be 
loneliness, whether it be conflict in relationships, whether it be um, away from home, particularly young people, you know, trying to find themselves. Um, and then wh- who are your advocates, you know? And then how do you engage uh, the task at hand? And um, so the um, those are the, the, the overarching things. The other thing is people sometimes volunteer to do certain things and the outcome's different. So true. I was just thinking that in the book that something happens that's very unexpected and unintentional mm-hmm. that hurts his relationship um, with a friend of his. And I think how many times have I done that where my intention is good, you know, but then how do you have resilience for that? Or how do you even have forgiveness for yourself for that? Yeah. And um, there is an element too there when he has conflict, he has conflict with a new friend and he refers back to his um, person that, um, you know, his, how, do, how, how do I deal with it? And he gives an example. Uh, his grandpa gives an example of when he'd messed up and how he had to go through and just actually ask forgiveness from that person. And too many times today are we willing to do that? Are we willing to listen to those folks that came before us and uh, find out how they dealt with things? And um you know, power powers in the ability to take yourself out of the equation. What do you think has been the most rewarding part of your book journey and being an author? What's been mm-hmm. like the most satisfying part for you? Um, I think for me that um, just maybe a comment that said, "Man, I enjoyed that. That touched me." Um, it um, it helped me think about something different, you know. I think that I think that's it. It's not um, if it can help one person understand or maybe have a better experience the next time. Maybe search out a truth in the scripture that they wouldn't have done. That's all. It was worth that. Do you have people that you consider like mentors for you to help you as you're going through your journeys here? Um, well, you know, from the book perspective, Pete naturally was a great mentor. My family, I get a sort, lot of source of truth from them. Got great kids, you know, um, great, great grandkids. I mean, they're all great. My mom and dad are great. Um, you know, my, my spiritual mentor, uh, growing up was my, my, what we call Mama Whitaker. She was that kind of that constant source. Um, my mom and dad have been wonderful all my life. Uh, they've actually told me sometimes, uh, probably that I was more talented than I was. Oh, um, that's what parents do. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, so they were sweet. good. They were good. But um, I think you know uh, there there are people, uh, pastor friends. Um, I've been blessed with a lot of good Christian friends um, that gave me uh, men and women, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I would say my coaching friends that I you know coach ball at Sequoia for eight years, and they you know just those experiences and. Uh, I have some great work friends at my former work, and um, I just lean on, I just listen to them and and find, you know, uh, a lot of times I learn a lot more that way. They're smarter. I'm not a great listener. I really not, (laughs) but I try to, I try to, I try to absorb some of it. (laughs) Well, you listen this time to make the book like you, someone was telling you what to do here, but I like what you're talking about is having this draw of people in your life that each person has like maybe a nugget of wisdom that you kind of Mm -hmm. were able to get and absorb and and then used to be, you know, help you to be courageous to write a book. You know, were you ever 
unsure of what you were doing. You know, a lot of people have stories in their minds, but they think, oh, I don't know if anyone's going to buy it. You know, they fear lets them stop them. So what was your sort of fearless formula to to just push forward? Well, I, I prayed about it a lot. And, um, what and you know, what messages, what, what were the scripture messages that I, that I needed to, to include and um right because there could be so many right like, yeah just, yeah but the situation if you read the book you know a situation occurring and I'm, a, a verse would come to mind or i would research out research one out and at the end of the day um you know i just prayed about it i got you know i listened you know i just got it imparted on me from from the lord that this is what it needed to be and so if i had that right i i, I felt if i got that right then the rest would take care of itself and um i you know like I said, I wanna I wanna sell a lot of books just for the the simple fact that FCA needs you know those resource partners, but in reality, if it affects one person positively, I, that was that was enough. And you know, John fourteen six became my signature verse uh, in my mind. It wasn't the one starting out, but it became that. You know, um, you know, Jesus looks at the disciples and he says, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me." So I didn't know that was going to be it. I did not. That was not what I thought would be the the verse that came most, um, you know, prominent. But it did. Well, isn't it interesting how that happens? You know, <laughs> because certain things will come into mind that seem the most important, but that's not what you would have ever predicted. So mm-hmm. I love that you have this sense of peace about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's not this anxiety of I've got to market it and I've got to sell it and I've got to work really hard. I mean, you, of course, would love for that to happen because you know that you're benefiting someone else besides yourself. But you have a sense of it's going to land where it needs to land. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, going in, um, like you say, you stay in prayer. This is something that's been certainly on your mind. Um, I think anything that you – you know, a lot of times we want instant things today. Of course. And so we say, you know, we check the box, you know, Lord, thank you, help us with this. And we check the box and you go on and you're thinking, well, what didn't happen? I, I prayed about it 30 minutes ago. <laughs> and um, <laughs> these things take, you know, this was been in the works. Um, my first thought of a book when I was in high school, and that's a long time ago. And, um, and it kind of fades and then I kept thinking about it and then I was in – in ma- you know, in, a, in senior management at a company, I thought, well, I'll write, I'll write a sales book or I'll write a management book, and it's like, no, no, that's that's not it. And um, then as time went on, I it became clear what the book should be about, but not necessarily. I didn't have the hundred percent of the story, but I knew right. what the, I knew what the truths were. So yeah, so it's um, it's exciting to know that um, maybe you know out there, and, and the Lord will and the Lord will find that person for me. It's not me finding them that will it'll affect them positively. It's so it's so um, like heartwarming too because you have such a um, sense of giving back. Mm. You know that it's not it's like a win win, which is always my favorite, right? So you. You get to fulfill a dream, but then you also get to have other people benefit from your dream, you know? And so, and it sounds like you've had this dream, you know, for so long that it must be very satisfying to be like, oh my gosh, I'm on Amazon. 
<laughs> you know, well, the, now all come of, on, that's cool. Yeah, all of that was weird. Be honest with was you. It? You know, when you see uh, your name on a book or you see that's just kind of weird to me. I mean, it's like, uh, and uh, <laughs> you know, I would be remiss to say, you know, if I didn't say that, you know, it was it was it was fun to see, and uh, it was is exciting. But then at the same time. Um, it was just a little weird. I mean, it's, you just, you know. <laughs> well, you seem like a very humble person. So to have your name out there in such a public way, probably, I don't know. Uh, well, I, I hope to be now. I, I don't know that I've always been humble oh. in my life. Uh, <laughs> I think I was a little more, I said confident. My wife said, my wife said cocky, but um, I, have, I have been less humble, let's say. But. <laughs> Interesting that you uh, coached uh, ball at Sequoia High School, which mm-hmm. is just up the street from here. Mm-hmm. Was it baseball? Baseball. Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah That's we, awesome. Yeah, we had had done a lot of youth uh, sports and, and, and baseball. And then uh, when my children left Sequoia, they graduated, um, I, they, I could coach at that level because, you know, if you're not a staff person, you can't be a lay coach or right. whatever. right. So I got the opportunity to do that, did that for eight years, had a ball doing it. It was a lot of fun. It was, um, I tell everybody, my kids went to Sequoia eight years, and I did too. <laughs> well, and it sounds like as well that you've always had sort of your um, and interactions with younger people. Yeah. So it's, it's nice that you were able to have all of that to draw from from your book as well. To accurately represent, you know, a, a young kid, because if you're not really in that space, it's hard to really know, would a child mm. say this or think this way? So you were able to really glean from that. Yeah, and I hope to stay relevant in that area. Um, it's tough for older people to be relevant to young people. And, um, you know, being the area representative at uh, Cherokee High School now and River Ridge High School right down the street here, and then um, the uh, uh, community sports uh, representative for ball ground and Macedonia baseball. So I have all of this, you know, and um, it's just trying to be relevant so that um, they look for their source of truth in you, not necessarily from an app, not necessarily from, you know, a Even friend. Even their own parents. Or friend. You yeah, know, you yeah. Know. Sometimes I feel like when I'm speaking, like my kids are just like not listening. Like if my lips are moving, I feel uh-huh. like. <laughs> But, you know, a stranger would say the same thing, like, take your coat, you know, and they'd be like, oh, my gosh, I need my coat. Anyhow, yeah. that's just. Oh, yeah. We, we, <laughs> but they, you know, a lot of them, um, I think the biggest challenge we have is listening to them, too. We want to tell, you know, we want to impart wisdom, but they, but they also, in, even in this book, uh, William, he reaches back out and says, I'm dealing with this, and he's he's somewhat asking for how you would do it, but not in a not in a command. Got it. But just asking. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you talk about that because I think I went back to school. I went back to college as an adult adult. I think I was thirty something, and I really thought when I was in college, like, oh, these young kids, you know, eighteen, nineteen, whatever. I was a mom of three kids at that time, and I was really humbled very quickly at how just incredibly smart and savvy and um, um, relatable they were to me. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what I imagine you mm-hmm. feel is like you can look at the younger generation as being, um, I don't know, sort of like you can patronize them a little bit, you know, like you don't know or, you know, but there's something that 
you have like a little a depth of respect for them mm-hmm. just as a baseline because they're just humans on the planet just like you. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I think an advantage I had growing up was um, some people would say not, but I think it was an advantage. I had teenage parents. Oh, when yeah. I, um, my, they were teenagers when I was born. I had the youngest parents of my friend group. They were always there with talking to my friends and my house was the house that they all wanted to come to because they felt um, safe and they could say what they wanted to. Um, it was a great lesson, and um, I felt like that um, by coaching those years, you could kind of understand. Now, now, com- now, granted, I'm competitive, and you wanted to do well and teach well, but I always thought that was an advantage growing up, and um, and then – Today, like this morning, I was at a what we call a huddle and a first priority FCA huddle, and it was amazing. Um, if you ask these kids today or these children, young young adults, and say, "Tell me what you're thankful for," um, they'll say family, they say um, their friends, they say uh, things you know like that. But then you say, "What are you struggling with?" It's where you get to the underlying, and it's it's. It's it's a lot of distraction, you know. Really, they're, they're very distracted and they're tired all the time. I say, "Why are you tired?" And they go to bed way late. And if they're in bed, they're on their phone, and so they they have this bombardment of of things. And then, you know, the old the other things that's out there that we all face is there's temptation with things, and there's social anxiety, and there's. Um, there's a lot on them, and so if we can just stop and listen to them and, and provide them with the answer, a source of truth. What is in the ultimate source of truth is, is you know, God's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And if you can get that in there, um, hopefully when things happen that would make them an- have anxiety, they go to it. And that's that's kind of my goal with this, you know, in that – like I said, just one one. If it's just one, that um, could read this book and mm-hmm. just. Well, I think that's an important message that you're talking about. Is like when I grew up, or when you grew up, it wasn't the same constant bombardment of media, and then the social media aspect of it, where you have people that could be talking about you all the time in such a mm-hmm. public way and an immediate way. That there's never a sense of peace of resting. And so, I mean, my son's 21 and he's always tired, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but he does talk about that. And I was like, well, that sounds like it tracks with what you're experiencing too, where really there isn't like, okay, it's nine o'clock or 10 o'clock and the TV's off and go to bed. And you, I used to read when I would go to bed, you know, or listen to the radio or something, but now it's like, you're not really off of TV. You're not really off of anything. So yeah. Yeah, social media. I mean, social media is great for for a lot of, of, course, lot of right. reasons. And, I mean, um, yeah, I'm using it now for yeah. podcasting. Uh, you know, it's amazing what it can. But it's just a format today that wasn't around that yeah. that, that you can have these these things. But uh, yeah, my daughter reads is an avid reader. My and my mom reads. They, my, you know, my wife read. They all read extremely a, a lot. And um, I, I'm I'm a reader. Um, I think a lot of people think they're readers, but they're just really. You know, maybe reading, reading things on mm. their phone, mm. which is fine, but um, it's usually quick stuff. You know, so yeah. it could cause anxiety a little bit. But um, it's um, 
And but these these young people are amazing. They really are. And they're every generation gets smarter, mm, you know. So just true. A, it's amazing what they are. Well, what would you do you want to talk about your next book in the series? Are you working on this now? I am. Um it, well, I I'm not I'm not down on you know, actually in the process of writing. I have the I have a little bit of the uh, story in mind and um without giving away too much, um uh, this one will be set in um, North England. Oh, awesome! Or London in England. So, sorry, and um, this was always intriguing to me. Uh, my my dad was in the Air Force uh, when I was younger, and me and my mom and dad lived there uh, for a couple of years when I was a baby. And um, when I was uh, probably around uh, early thirties, I had I got the chance to go to that area hey, and um, cool. Find never ha- been. Yeah, find the house I lived in and make a, you know, create the circle for a 30, 30 plus year story. How cool is that? So it'll be about, it's going to be that, and he'll go on another mission trip, and it'll be another adventure about uh, facing certain of the similar things, uh, but he will be, it'll be probably more concentrated on him mm-hmm. and a, um, and possibly um, someone with him like his sister. Mm-hmm. And um, that's mentioned in the book. And um, we'll talk a little bit about um, maybe a slant on an old story from that area. Uh, well, there's so much history there, so I'm sure yeah. it would be wonderful to draw from. Isn't it fun to create? Like, you're just creating this story. I don't know. I just get such a kick out of that element, that, that natural joy that comes from creating. Yeah, there is. I mean, um, you know, I think the real key to it is I have the, you know, you have the, you have the scripture that you lean on for your truth, but then you can create anything around it mm. as long as you come back to the truth. Mm. And so... Those are your tent poles or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so it is fun um, to create. Um, I'm not that creative, uh, honestly. Um, I'm I'm more purposeful than I am creative. And um, I, there's a story I want to tell. I just use the... I just use my imagination, or actually, these stories are—they're real life of stories that I just elaborate on. That, yeah, that's—it's almost like a muscle too, where mm-hmm. you're kind of like expanding on things that you know to to get your creative juices flowing, so to speak. Yeah, and I understand from Pete, um, the guy that's helped me be the mentor on this book. You get better at it as you go along, and. Um, it's kind of like the John Grisham books, you know. You you go through a series of trying to get them out there, and then all of a sudden it takes off where people mm-hmm. say, man, I like that, and then you get into the groove. Um, You're talking about Pete Sardowski? Mm-hmm. He was just here. Pete I, was here? Yeah, I interviewed him. He's such a nice gentleman, and I love, like I said, life is so interesting, like the coincidences that aren't really coincidences, because I just kind of reached out to you randomly right so which is sometimes how things work for me yeah but yeah so that's so nice that he was able to really kind of um be supportive and have all of these people that are that's one of the the main lessons that i've learned doing this show is when i ask people what what would you advice would you give people in the business world as they say surround yourself with really good people absolutely and you know people that care about you um he was doing he's done some work with Providence with Josh. Oh, I didn't and, know that. That's awesome. And then so he he um he's the one that mentioned, Hey, I 
I know how to do that. And, <laughs> Let me uh, help you. You know, that's such a generous spirit to be willing to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, it's been great. Um, I can't um, – it's actually um, – anytime you do anything like that, for example, if you lead a group, a small group, or if you're asked to speak at a, you know, a Lions club or a community civic club, you get better at the message by being – by doing it. So it's probably helped me the most so far. Um and um, certainly needed that, but um, <laughs> we all need help. <laughs> we all, I need, I definitely do. I'm, I'm a work in progress. You know? <laughs> we all are. What advice would you give to someone out there who could maybe have a, a story in their heart and um, just haven't taken those steps? Well, whether it be a, whether it be being an author, being a you know writer, editor on any of it. I would just say whatever it is that you said I always would like to do, whether it's trying a sport. I mean, I'm 61 years old, and I do taekwondo. And, and um, I give a shout-out to Master Church at uh, Tiger Rock at Holly Springs. Those guys are amazing. And, um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't have believed I would do that, but I tried it. If you want to um, try a cooking class, if you want to, you know, say, hey, I want to – I want to go snow skiing. I never done it. Whatever it is, you know, you're never. It's never too late to try to do it. And um, you know, the as far as being an author, there are steps. There are um, support things that you can help if you want to. If you need help with a cover, if you need help with uh, editing, with you know, with uh, formatting and Just uh, publishing in general. Publishing right? in general. They this there. It's so amazing today that these services are out there and so the main thing is whatever the world is you can create in your mind um can you get that down on paper and then can you get someone to help you with making sure you know my first editor is always um it's funny it's always sherry my wife and my daughter katie and and my and even um and my son clint he's a great writer josh is a great writer um, but I have that support thing. My mom will tell me if she's a great editor as well. And so they'll kind of tell me, so you surround yourself with good people and then let them, you know, kind of filter your idea. And then there's these services that can help put it all together for you. Well, is there anything I can do that helps you along the way? I would love to support, you know, your journey because it's, it's so inspiring for me because uh, look at your dream from high school and, you know, <laughs> and, oh, and having a story then and thinking someday, and then now it's actually, you know, a physical book that you can hold and it'll be here forever. I, I don't know. I'm such a fan of people getting their dreams to happen. Well, I appreciate, I mean, this is awesome to be, to be with you today and, uh, thank you for that. And, um, I, I just, you know, um, if anyone would like a, you know, if they were, if they would just, you know, read a book like this, and uh, and it, it's really just saying, hey, if you need a good book, just a referral mainly, and uh, because, like I said, it the real, the loop rounded out for me on the book, not only the story, not only the lessons learned, not only the truths imparted, but by the, also by being able to take any proceeds and that that are that we get from it, or or a series of them, they all will go to FCA. And so it's not, you know, it's not about me making, you know, uh, a bunch of money on the book. It's about how do we take anything that's done with it, whether it be financial or otherwise, and say, 
did it affect these people positively? Are they better off by reading the book and and anybody you know referring it to one? One for, refers it to two, and so just the networking piece. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, um, Josh will tell you that networking's everything. Yeah, I would and say. Um, you know he does a phenomenal job with his networking and um, just you know the other thing is just being good people. You know we're um, we're all just trying to do life. He has a saving, you know, we're doing life together and let's do it well. Well, if anyone wanted to reach out to you, what would you recommend that they do if they're interested in having you, I don't know, just finding out more about the book or um, is the best way through Facebook or? Well, you know, they can, they can certainly uh, email me at uh, Daryl, D-A-R-R-E-L-L at ProvidenceProtects.com or also at Daryl, uh, D-A-R-R-E-L-L-M-C-N-E-A-L, the number 1212 at Gmail. And then um, uh, I don't even care if you call me. I mean, you know, 678-458-3492. I'm, I'm willing to talk. I like to talk. So, <laughs> Well, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. I really appreciate you taking the time to come down to the studio and, and share your journey. And I hope and I have the same feeling about every show that I do is that if it helps one person feel inspired to do something different than than it's sacred work you know then i'm grateful for it so i'm i'm hoping more than one will be inspired by your book today well, well thank you so much and you know all the glory goes to god oh. and that's it well that's so sweet daryl mcneil thank you for coming to the studio and again thank you all for listening to fearless formula and again i'm sharon klein reminding you that with knowledge and understanding we can all have our own fearless formula have a great day <laughs>